Welcome again, guys, to today's podcast. We're Leaf, and we talk about social injustices in our country. Um, I'm Landon Mullen. Ian Vander. Francis Asari. Landon Hutchinson. Yes, yeah, fall. Yeah, and today um, we're talking about police brutality and how it's a prevalent problem in our country. There have been multiple unnecessary murders in the police community. Community. And we're all here today to talk about how this problem is affecting our country and what are the possible steps to fixing it. Uh, one of our main points that we'd like to talk about today is how deadly the police uh, police departments really are. Yeah, yeah. It's like increasingly becoming even more dangerous to like everyone in the whole U.S. Like they fatally shoot around 400 people across the country and like just kill so many people yeah it's kind of like a danger like driving your own car and not knowing like at all like just by the skin of your color when the police pulls up what your fate might be because it's not always sunshine's rainbows you could, it could be a parking ticket you could end up dead like you just never know what could happen mm-hmm. and, the, and the police kill more in days than other countries in years so it's just crazy to think that yeah our, our, i think our police department is too heavily powered right now and we need some kind of systematic solution to limit their um, authority when it comes to firearms because it is killing off yeah. a lot of innocent people and it's not a good thing right now. We're supposed to be bringing peace and like liberty to the whole and world. Order. And order, yeah. And order. Yeah, uh, from a statistical article that I read uh, called Mapping Police Violence, it says... Police recruits spend seven times as many hours training to shoot more than they do to de-escalate situations. Um, so yeah, I like it's, they spend way too much time like being more violent than it's, it's almost like fueling the fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they they really shouldn't be taught. They should be taught more strategy than to de-escalate situations yeah. than. As a police officer, the last thing you should resort to is your firearm. Yeah. You should resort more to your authority and your ability to calm down the situation than going straight to your um, deadliest weapon. And I don't have anything to back this up, but I know police officers myself, and they're actually taught that, but none of them follow through with it from what we see on the news and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, from... Um, from the same article, actually, uh, officers were charged with more, with, uh, I'm sorry, officers were charged with a crime in only 13 of these cases. 1% of all killings are by police. Um, with as many shootings as we have, um, it's it's kind of frightening how, like, only 13 of them were considered a crime. Like, I believe all of them should be considered a crime until proven otherwise. Like, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's disappointing. It's disappointing to see that a lot of people get away with the innocent murders of like even like young children, like older people. But this also brings us up to like um, thinking about the fact that a lot of these police officers um, claim to be having like mental disorders after these situations happen, where this could have been like checked and like uh, these situations could have been avoided before it happened. So it's like these like their criminal records could have been checked or things could have been done to like prevent this from happening to a lot of the people yeah and police just police have built that hostile kind of aura around them to where like if you are around the police you don't feel safe you feel more in danger than you feel safe at this point 
And I feel like that should not be the case because if our law, our department of, uh, what you call it, protection is supposed to make us feel safe and we're scared of them, are we really, are we really a safe country? Like, like if, you're, if you're being scared to get, like, scared of your life for getting a speeding ticket, it's just not, like, right. Well, our SRO, SRO officers here at the school, um, I feel safe around them, but that's because they, they know us on a more personal yeah. level. It's just Most you don't officers that you see around the public. Yeah, and it's like you don't have that personal yeah. connection. And in um, mapping police violence reports, eighty nine people were killed after police stopped them for a traffic violation. That kind of thing is frightening. Mm-hmm. Like like just after a traffic yeah, a violation. traffic violation, not like oh, avoiding the police officer or anything or evading uh, arrest. They're obeying. That's the type of stuff that just makes people, like, nervous to get out of the house, like, getting uncomfortable on getting in the road. And then when they're around certain types of police officers, they're already um, kind of looking around their surroundings, which makes them look kind of, like, suspect. So I think that's another problem. And another main problem is the unarmed killing. Uh, in mapping um police violence 149 people were killed who were unarmed and i don't understand why a police officer would whip out a firearm and take out somebody's life if they are unarmed and can do no damage to them especially because some of these deaths are like so unjustified like the way that the police officers handle the things that they do like um for example the tamir rice shooting they if you watch the video footage you can see they pull up to him without barely any question the first thing they start doing is shooting. And in the Tamir Rice case, he didn't have an actual firearm. It was a toy gun, but instead it was of the, an airsoft. Yeah, gun. instead of a, a police without officer. Without orange tip. Without a police officer, so, like, calmly assessing the whole situation, he saw a gun, whips out his gun. There, were, the, there was no bullet fired at him or any kind of gesture made. No, but his life, his life could have felt threatened. I mean, we don't yeah. really know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, and I, under, I understand that, but... It's a 12-year-old boy, right? And then, you're a police officer. You don't know how he could, like, do with that gun. And I understand that, but you still got to slow down. Yeah, right, look at exactly. the bigger I picture. Under, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. yeah. You got to look at the I'm bigger not saying, picture. Shooting him is I'm not the saying the police officer done. was just completely, completely calm. Yeah. Of course but, like, not. I understand, yeah, there's a gun without an orange tip, mm-hmm. so you don't understand what you danger you put your life into. So, But you also got to take into, like, accountability because in, like, multiple, like, articles, it says that the callers on the 911 calls state that the kid may be carrying a fake gun and they say that he looks like a juvenile. But some other people, like the police officer, stated that he looked like he was about 18 years old, which he jumped to conclusion that it was an older guy, which doesn't make it okay. But, I mean, it could make him, like, have more hesitation, I guess. In uh, from the article, uh, 56 black men and boys were killed by police. Uh, it states about, it, it tells the story about uh, Trayvon Martin. And it was just, it was very uh, connected to what, what we're talking about right now. There was... Um, um, was an- another unarmed. Yeah, he was unarmed, and it's just it's sad, like to hear about these these young men who have their whole lives in front of them, and just because like, what they're they're not, these policemen are not God. They don't have the rights to just die like 
whether they die right then or not. Yeah. So, like... Their job is to assess the situation exactly. before carrying out any further action. They're not a judge. They and can't. This problem has been increasing our uh, fatal shootings by police officers farther than any other country. Yeah. And farther than it ever should. Yeah. And, and by the numbers by James um, Larchery, uh, our numbers are up 75% in the last decade. And that's not a good sign for our society. Especially in um, our small communities as well. Yeah, and in that article, it also said that in other countries, like, like, six six people and below are killed by police. And like, yeah. compared to the numbers of four hundred yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. Like since two thousand and eleven. Another thing is they all claim to be like, um, oh, they're so like worried about the situations that they're in, or they like to like tend to play the victim. And say that they're like nervous or whatever when they get there, when it's like a situation where, of course, like guns are not always the problem. There's always like there's knives, there's guns, there's a lot of things. But it's just like you can't jump straight to the conclusion of oh, somebody's like obviously trying to harm me if you don't know what they have on. And them. I think a big part of that is the racial um, bias in the police system, of because I feel like as a young African American as myself, I feel targeted by police officers i'm not trying to say that other people don't other people right. don't or the races aren't but it is a big problem in the black community that they are often targeted and seen as and it's unfortunate and there is history it's yes. unfortunate because we're growing up with our parents teaching us that we need to be more um what's the word careful respectful. yes like we shouldn't be not respectful more like be afraid for your life when this happens right like, like we like we all have talks when you were younger but like with the black community you, your parents raise you like telling you you need to act a certain way around certain people or like when you're in your car like do whatever the police officer says do this do that but it's like it's unfortunate that we'd have to like yeah. grow up worrying I, about that i understand that you're still supposed to obey authority but to obey authority to where like your life isn't in danger that shouldn't be something you should be teaching your kids at such a young age correct mm-hmm. And uh, there, there, we need to figure out some sort of solution to all this, because it's just it's it's growing. We we've said that just, earlier. Yeah, it just keeps podcast. rising and rising. Yeah. So like, uh, there's a there was a tweet by a um, a man by the name of Sean King, and he talks about possible solutions that actually seem very fair, and um, just to name a few. There was number one, number nine. It, number one was radically diversify America's police departments. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that, 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 that 100%. Right now, I feel like our policemen are mainly white white men. And I'm not trying to say all white men are bad, mm-hmm. but the racial bias is still there right. because yeah. of the past of the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, number nine says require cops to live in or near the areas they police it's too easy to mistreat strangers which is exactly what i said earlier yeah. you know having a more personal con- connection there no you see plenty of videos online about police officers going out to community communities whether they're white or black and like they're out there playing basketball or uh mm-hmm. giving they food and gifts bomb. to the kids yeah they built that bond with the community and like exactly they know like that's my local police officer of, like, if i'm in culture. trouble he's there to help me out yeah exactly it's not like oh police officer duck and hide Who's the, there mm-hmm. was a case with a guy who was selling cds and the police showed up and killed him 
it's like random. That oh, those were random. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry, I was thinking um, of. But there was there was one more I wanted to look at, which is number ten. I don't necessarily agree with it, uh, and I'll explain why after I I tell you it. Number ten says communities of color actually need less policing. Start by uh, discriminalizing addiction and petty offenses. Which is okay, but, I mean, you shouldn't have less policing because, I mean, yeah. the areas still have, like, problems. There, you know, there might be drugs or something like I that. Think less policing is the proper solution to that. I feel like it's more diverse type of police officers. There. Yeah, like, I think that will solve that problem. Yeah, it's than, not less policing. It's, like, you know, better policing. Proper better policing, police, yeah. yes. Like, maybe not have so many white cops like you said Francis yes. maybe have more ad- diverse selection which for is more appealing to the minorities because yes. yeah they have a better connection with the um, cops who are from their race or close to their from race from the area mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then like you also have to keep in check there are tons of like corrupt cops out there I mean that's a totally different conversation but you still need to keep that kind of stuff in but check that still exists mm-hmm. yeah yeah um so in the in conclusion, you know, uh, we have these problems. We laid out the facts. We laid out the uh, the articles, all that. Um, we we gave some possible solutions from uh, the tweet by Sean King. Um, it's all about. I feel like it's all about what the police can do themselves. Cause yeah, yeah I get we're citizens, but our voices aren't always heard as much as they should be. And I feel like it starts at the police department and then goes up from there and then we'll be able to make a change in this country. Yeah. So, that was, that was our podcast. Uh, We're Leaf. I'm Landon Mullen. I'm Ian Vanderberg. I'm Francis Asari. Landon Hutchinson. I'm Essa. And thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll see y'all next time.